This is the Underworld Strength Podcast. Welcome. Unless you are one of those people, you're driving on the back road, speed limit's 40 miles per hour, and you're going 40, you don't go any over 40, and then you go around a corner, and speed limit drops to 25, and so you step on your brakes, slow down to 25, and then keep driving until you see another speed limit sign. If you're one of those people, you're not welcome to my podcast, and I suggest that you turn in your license, or go buy a fucking moped, or just stay in your house. Anyway, today, I want to talk to you guys about putting on weight about gut health, about improving your gut health so you can sustainably put on weight without any issues. In the past, I've had a lot of issues with with my gut when I first started trying to put on weight a while ago. Um, I was around uh, 130 pounds or like 58 kilograms or something like that for for you Europeans. (laughs) And uh, so putting on weight was obviously a big focus for me. And over time, I managed to get up from there to around 185 pounds, and I was pretty strong. I was running starting strength and just doing compound lifts, and my lifts were pretty good. I didn't look all that great because I had extra weight on me, and I didn't really work out my arms or anything, so I had kind of a, a chubby T-Rex physique, but I put on the weight anyway and got strong, and then I started to get some stomach issues with putting on all that weight, and I ended up getting so messed up that I dropped all the way back down to... 125 pounds which is even less than I started at which is pretty horrifying I was all fucked up and I pretty much lost all of my progress and since then that was a few years ago since then I've gone up and down um and and had minor issues again and I've learned a lot because obviously with an issue like that you read you learn you you figure out how to do things better so that that doesn't happen again so I've learned a lot about gut health about putting on weight and I started a few weeks ago going on a serious bulk where I really want to put on size again and put on strength and get bigger and stronger rather than just being shredded because honestly having a really low body fat might look good but it's not all that good for I, I would say having a really low body fat where you're always in a caloric deficit it doesn't make you feel good it doesn't make you perform well your strength goes down and it's really hard to build muscle it's really hard to get stronger in the gym it's almost impossible to to really get stronger and build muscle without having a caloric surplus and without putting on a little bit of extra weight. I mean, it's possible some guys with really good genetics can do it, can can bulk while they stay very lean, but most guys cannot. And if you were if you're a skinny guy like I was, then you definitely will not be able to put on much strength or, or muscle without putting on a lot of exercise. So. What I'm doing is um, I'm going into a bulk and I have, I'm going to do things differently this time than I have in the past and uh, I wanted to just kind of run over some of the things that I'm doing, talk about it a little bit. It's going to be just some food for thought for you guys. This isn't a guide or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm still in the process of learning, but I've done this for so long and, and I think you learn more from having bad experiences and from things going south than from things going perfectly. You don't learn a whole lot when things go perfectly, but you learn a lot when you fail over and over and when you have issues and when you have to figure out how to overcome those issues. So I'm going to talk about those things today. Uh, Like I said, if you want to get bigger and stronger, you're really going to have to put on muscle. If you're, if you're, I mean, you're going to have to put on a lot of extra weight and fat and size. If you're a skinny guy, even if you're a big guy, you might be able to cut while you're putting on muscle. I don't know too much about you know, losing weight and all that, because I've never been there, so I'm particularly talking to skinny guys here, 
And if you're a skinny guy, you know that gaining weight is the hard part. You know, it's not easy to do. And, and skinny guys always say, oh, I, I eat so much, I eat everything, and I just don't gain weight. And I know that you've heard it before, but that's, that's bullshit. I mean, obviously, if you're skinny, you're not eating enough. So you have to eat more. Um, a lot of guys think they eat a lot more than they do. And it's hard to gain weight if if you're skinny. It's not easy. For some guys, they, they get jealous of us. They say, man, I wish I could eat like that and not gain weight. But to me, and I think to most skinny guys, it's not easy. It's hard. It's a difficult fucking thing to do. I have a hard time putting on weight. I don't really like to eat that much. Uh, that's why I was skinny. I never ate that much. I, I never had a, a whole lot of hunger or anything. I, I kind of grew up in a way where I didn't eat much. I was always outside and always gone and away from the house and... You know, I just didn't eat that much. Like I used to go on long periods of time without eating, and I still prefer that. I would love to not have to eat much. I would love to, to be like those big guys who have a slow metabolism and can eat two meals a day, supposedly, and maintain. I would love to not eat breakfast. I'd love to just get up and go and not even eat until, like, you know, an early supper or a late lunch or something and, you know, only eat one or two meals a day. That would be awesome for me. That would be ideal, but, you know, that's not going to work with my goals. So, to me, eating is the hard part. Eating enough to put on weight is the hard part. I like to fast, actually. Fasting, when I've gone through periods of cutting, like when I've been successfully able to put on weight and then I want to cut some of it off, that's the easy part to me. That's the fun part. I like doing that. I like fasting. Uh, I like uh, the energy it gives you. I like all the time it frees up. It's kind of amazing when you fast and you just have these giant blocks of free time and, and you realize, man, like when you're eating three four five meals a day so much of your time is is sucked into those not only just the time of eating and meal prep but also you organize your whole day around the meals and you have to you know do things in small blocks to take breaks for eating and this and that and you just it, it eats up time and then when you fast for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever you just have this giant block of time where you can do so much and and it's like freeing you have this freedom you can go places easier you can do things easier and not tied down by having to eat so it's great I love it, but uh, I still got to gain weight, so <laughs> so I, I have to figure out a good way to put on weight in a way that I don't hate doing, in a way that, that works better, and it's uh, efficient. So anyway, I want to get into some things that I've learned and some tips for you guys that might help you if you're on a bulking weight gain journey as well. So the first thing I would say from my experience is that the health of your gut has got to come first. You can't just indiscriminately shove your face full of food to put on weight without any thought towards keeping a healthy stomach and, and, and keeping your digestion good. Because if you don't think about that and you don't focus on keeping your digestion good, then in the long term, if not in the short term, you're, you're going to destroy your, your, belt, your body, you're going to destroy your health, and you're not going to reach your goals because you're going to get fucked up from treating your body like shit before you ever get the extra weight on so i'm not a fan of dirty bulking i think it's a terrible idea i think it's a terrible idea to get your extra calories through ice cream and pastries and things like that i know some guys recommend that and it works for some people i think that that's a really bad idea i don't think that you should sacrifice your health just to put on weight and it's definitely possible to put on weight without eating garbage food and so that's what we're going to talk about because the gut is kind of like a second brain in your body. You know, you, you think of yourself as only having one brain that, that thinks and this and that, but your, your gut is kind of like a second brain. In a lot of ways, it's a lot more intelligent and a lot more powerful than your actual brain in your head. You have tons and tons of nerves in your gut and the, your gut health 
has a much bigger effect on your mental health, your hormonal health, and your physical health than anything else. If you if you have a fucked up hormonal profile, or if you have uh, a lot of negative thoughts, or a depressed mind, or mood, or whatever, you know, don't look to your brain. Don't try to fix it through your brain. Try to fix that through your body, and specifically through your digestive health. It'll make a bigger difference than you think. You can you can cure pretty much any issue through paying attention to your gut health. Some basic tips for improving your gut health, which will of course carry over into everything else. Local foods are always best. If you can't get local foods, next up is organic foods. And as much as you can, there, there are some key things that it's really good to buy from a local farm, if at all possible, which are raw milk, especially. You, you don't want to buy pasteurized store-bought milk. It's really bad for you. It's, it's an estrogen bomb, and it's loaded with all kinds of shit. And so you want to get raw milk from a local farm, as much meat as you can from a local farm, and eggs. Eggs are huge. Uh, I, I avoid store-bought eggs as much as I can, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna drink them raw, which I'll get into later. So try to find a farm near you or a farm stand, or I don't know. Some guys get things like shipped to them from local farms or something, which I, you know, if you're in a city or whatever, you might have to do. But there, there's options out there. Look into that as much as you can, and of course it's expensive, so unless you have a ton of money to spend on food, you're going to have to get a lot of stuff from the supermarket. I do too. I go for organic where I can, but again, you can't get everything organic, and some things are more important than others to buy organic. Produce is more important, especially produce that grows under the ground, things like onions and potatoes. Prioritize getting those organic prioritize getting organic fruit as well because they load those fucking things with with pesticides and uh of course this isn't a this isn't a diet show so i don't want to get too much into the diet um if you if you eat healthy in general a lot of your gut issues will disappear just having a good diet will take care of most gut issues that you could have depending on your body type depending on your ethnicity and genes and everything you might need more carbs or more fat. Some people swear by high carb, low fat. Some people swear by high fat. And there's no right answer, okay? Anyone who's telling you there's only one answer and only one way is selling you something and is also full of shit because it's not true. Everyone is different and it depends on your goals. So if you're fat and trying to lose weight, it's usually better to eat higher fat and lower carbs. And then if you're skinny and trying to put on weight, it's going to be swimming upstream to try to eat a really high-fat, low-carb diet. If you're trying to put on weight, you're going to need carbs. Carbs are the easiest way to get extra calories, um, the, the most easiest to digest. You, you, it's really hard to get 3,500 calories a day of nothing but protein and fat. And it's possible, but it's hard on your system, and it's, it's definitely not optimal. So... So don't follow fad diets like that. I don't follow extreme diets in general. I think all extreme diets are just, they're transient. They're not going to stay. They're not going to have good long-term effects. They're going to kind of make your life miserable. I've, I've tried a few fad diets before and, and they suck. You know, they're not very sustainable. The best thing is just to eat a, a balanced, varied diet and tweak it a little bit for your goals. So our goal here is gaining weight. So we're going to be adding more carbs in order to get some extra calories in that are easy on your system. Carbs are a lot easier for your body to digest, or healthy sources of carbs anyway, like potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes, things like that, um, fermented oats, or soaked oats. Uh, those are a lot easier for your body to digest than heavy 
meat and fatty meals, which those are good too, and you need those, but you can't just eat that. I'm not a fan of the carnivore diet or anything like that. I've never tried the carnivore diet, so I, I guess I can't really talk about it much, but I've tried a few kind of extreme diets like that, and I think they can be good for certain people who need a, a sharp change, who need to kind of quit what they're doing cold turkey and, and blast their body with something new, something to really spur a change. I think it has its place. I don't think it's a very good long-term solution, especially for skinny guys. What I would say is experiment for yourself, try different things. As always, your own experience is king. It's more important than anything else trying things, experimenting, and getting your own outcomes and your own results and deciding for yourself what works for you is going to be way more valuable to you than listening to some diet guy online telling you to do it a certain way. So so I know it's harder. I know it's a lot easier to just do what someone else tells you to do, but put the extra work in and try things for yourself. Try, uh, try doing higher carb for a few days or a few weeks. Try doing higher fat for a few days or a few weeks. Try different things, man. You know, get some experience and then you'll figure out what works better for you. For me, I grew up on a lot of carbs and my body, uh, it doesn't do well on really high fat. And I need some fat and I need some protein, but I also need to balance it out with a good amount of carbs. And I think that most people are generally like that. I mean, that's kind of a, a basic balanced nutrition. So that that's me. Uh, probiotics are good. Not necessarily. I, I guess you can supplement with them. I've tried and it hasn't done a whole lot for me. I like to get probiotics through yogurt. I eat yogurt every day. And raw milk has a ton of good stuff in it. I drink a lot of raw milk every day, anywhere from, well, usually around like half a gallon of raw milk a day, more if I'm trying to gain. Um, I buy raw milk in bulk, so I get it at a better price. I kind of worked out a thing with the local farm where I get a, a better price for buying bulk because I drink so much. And, you know, there's, there's ways to do it like that. If you talk to people and try to work it out, you can get it a little bit cheaper. Um, another tip I would say is don't eat too much in one sitting. It's not good to stuff yourself. I know that w when you're gaining weight and reading things, people will tell you that you need to stuff your face and eat everything. And that's not very good advice because when you stuff your body, you're overloading it and it has a hard time dealing with all that. It's stressful to your body. I mean, it's stressful to your body to gain weight in general. Okay, look, so if you're trying to gain weight, your body doesn't want to gain weight. That's the thing, unless you're severely underweight. But if you're just kind of a, a naturally skinny person, your body doesn't want to gain weight. Your body doesn't want to change. Your, your body has a basic mechanism of wanting to stay the same, of wanting to stay where it is. And so it resists change. And that's why you have to train hard, is to overcome your body's desire to stay the same. That's why you have to, to eat a lot, is to overcome your body's desire to stay skinny and to not put in the extra work. That's, that's human nature. So you're going to have to put your body outside of its comfort zone and force it to grow, but there's a healthy way to do it. So you want to eat until you're full. You don't want to stuff yourself. You want to eat until you're full and you might not eat a whole lot in one sitting. And that's fine because the better way to do it is to eat more frequently throughout the day rather than eating three enormous meals where you're, where you're stuffing your body absolutely full and stressing the shit out of it. You want to spread your meals out more and eat smaller amounts and your body will adapt to that. It'll still feel like a lot at first, but your body will much easier. It'll adapt much easier to more frequent smaller meals that it can that it can digest better you know every every three or four hours a smaller meal it's a lot easier on your system than trying to stuff your face really full and another thing is when you first start increasing your calories to put on weight you don't want to spike your calories massively all at once so you don't want to all of a sudden you know add in 1500 more calories a day to try to gain weight because that'll overload your body too much your, your body's you got to be good to your body you got to you got to let it 
adapt to the stress. So you want to slowly build up the calories. You want to give it a couple hundred more for a week and then a couple hundred more for a week and then kind of gradually build it up until you're at a good point where you're putting on weight steadily without overloading the crap out of your body. Because if you overload your body too much, it'll just kind of reject it and it'll shut down and it'll give you so much trouble that it won't even, it won't put on weight. And I've dealt with this so many times where I, I get excited and I, hey, I'm going to put on weight and I add in a ton of calories and then my stomach gets fucked up and then I end out worse off than before. I'm like, well, that, that didn't work very well. So, so take it easy, go slow with it remember that you know you have to you have to treat your body well you, you can't just do whatever you want to and expect it to respond you gotta you gotta be smart with it and be kind to your body and 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 coax it into responding rather than trying to slam it into responding another thing this is huge and i talk about this all the time and i'll continue to talk about it all the time until you get sick of hearing me talk about it and i'll talk about it some more it's relaxing you gotta you gotta relax your stomach uh, people hold a ton of tension in their abs, in their stomach. This is a huge thing with guys, and even more so with girls, where they walk around all day tensing their abs to try to make their stomachs look flatter, to try to to try to suck in their gut so they look a little bit better. You know, and they do this, and they don't, and they don't even realize they're doing this most of the time. It's it's an old habit that's been ingrained in them to just walk around tensing their bellies, and this fucks you up in so many ways. It's bad for your health. It'll make it so you can't breathe well. It'll it'll cause your diaphragm to tighten up and then you won't be able to draw breath correctly and you'll go around all day breathing shallow, which of course causes myriad other health issues, which I won't get into. But then even more important than that is that it fucks up your digestion. Because anything that's tight, anything that's constricted in your body, whether it's muscles or organs, anything that, that is not being allowed all of its space to move freely, it's going to get messed up and it's not gonna function optimally. If you're If you're tensing your muscles all the time, then your stomach, your intestines, your whole digestive system will not be able to operate correctly. It'll be slow, it'll be sluggish, things will get stuck in there, it won't be moving as it should. So you need to relax, you need to keep your, you need to let that belly hang out, you know? <laughs> you just gotta let it show. Fuck what you look like, I mean, pay attention to your health and in the long term you'll look a whole lot better because you, you're breathing well, you're standing up straight, you have good posture, you have good eye contact, you have all of these things that come with being relaxed and being calm and, and not walking around tensed and nervous all the time. And, and, and in general, being chronically stressed and nervous destroys your digestive function. It destroys your cognitive function too. So if you can relax your muscles, relax your body, relax your system, relax your mind, then that'll take care of any remaining digestive issues you might have that just improving your diet and eating healthy doesn't take care of. Another tip is squat to poop. It's much easier on your system. You, the human body was designed for squatting. When you squat, it aligns all of your, it aligns your large intestine better. Um, when you're sitting on a toilet, it cramps your intestines, especially your large intestine. It kind of folds it a little bit, makes it harder to pass things through, especially if you have issues with like constipation or whatever, then this is a really big thing. You don't need any special equipment. Just fucking squat up on your toilet. And poop that way and if you haven't done it before it, it'll feel way better and if you can't sustain a good squat then <laughs> then you have other issues you know you got to work on <laughs> that, that squatting is the most uh it's kind of the most primal human movement that exists when you see little kids that haven't been taught to sit yet they squat my little girls when they're growing up and still my my oldest one is five now and she still squats because we haven't we you know she hasn't been to school yet she hasn't been taught to sit all day long and she whenever she goes down she squats if she wants to get something on the ground she squats when she's running around she lands on her forefoot 
just like I've talked about in barefooting ex- in the, in the barefooting show in the past, it, it's the natural human movement to to be barefoot, to run on the forefoot, to squat down. You know, these are these are primal monkey movements. <laughs> so so pay attention to this, um, especially if you're having trouble with constipation. Try squatting; it'll make it a whole lot easier. There are also natural laxatives that are good to eat every day that will help keep things regular. Um, you know, it, it, these things will kind of increase your digestive fire. It'll it'll allow your digestive system to to work faster, to work more efficient, to assimilate more nutrients. You know, because that's another thing is that if your digestive system is in poor function, not only will it slow down um, all of your systems and make it harder for you to gain weight and make it make your health suffer, but it'll also uh, make it harder for your body to assimilate nutrients. So you might be getting in all of these micronutrients, all these vitamins and minerals, but your body still needs to absorb and, and utilize those things. And if your digestive function is poor, then your body's just going to end up shitting out a lot of those nutrients because it can't handle them all. So by increasing your digestive fire, by keeping things regular and moving in a better way, you're going to assimilate more nutrients, you're going to lower your chance of nutrient deficiencies, you're going to increase your energy, you're going to improve your hormonal profile, and and on and on and on and on and on. So you want to uh, keep things moving. It's important. Keep your digestive fire strong. So some good natural laxatives to keep things moving. Number one is prunes. Prunes are great. You know, (laughs) I don't know about you, but my grandfather used to eat... uh, stewed prunes or something like that he had a he had a a plastic uh bottle or a plastic container that he would have all these kind of stewed prunes in and i remember trying one time and the thing was fucking awful it was disgusting how how does he eat these things i don't know but whatever he did to those to make them so terrible you can get prunes at like costco in a big bag that come just naturally dried and they're delicious if you if you get you know they're, they're sticky they're sweet they're delicious the try them get get a big bag of prunes and and eat four or five every day and they help they really do help another is coffee which kind of has pros and cons caffeine is a diuretic it'll make you uh it'll often make you poop usually when i drink a cup of coffee in the morning that's when i go oh all right time to go nature calls is, is after my coffee but coffee can also be hard on your stomach it can be hard on your system um, so you kind of have to balance that out and, you know, it's, it's, it's not the best thing as far as laxatives go, but it'll work. <laughs> Another is olive oil. Olive oil is good for you in a lot of ways. I have olive oil every day. I put it in my power shake, which I'll tell you about in a little bit. And aloe vera. I haven't tried aloe vera specifically as a laxative. I like to get the aloe vera drinks sometimes, and usually I use it topically on my skin for like sunburns or whatever. But I hear a lot of people say that aloe vera is good for uh, keeping your digestive system good, so you can look into that if you're having issues with it. A big thing is to avoid all grains and processed sugars. Um, They're really bad for your health. Grains will wreak havoc, especially wheat and corn which your body simply cannot deal with it cannot assimilate those things they're they're going through your system they're wreaking havoc on your digestive system avoid them getting whole wheat is maybe in some ways marginally better than just you know white flour products but it's the same you know whole wheat is not healthy if you if you haven't been dissuaded from this lie now is the time whole wheat is not healthy for you it's bad for you it should be it should be avoided it should be minimized if you, uh, I like bread, um, 
sourdough bread is a lot better because it's fermented and in general um a good way to make things like grains and oats more healthy is to ferment them usually lacto ferment them which means ferment them with milk i've been experimenting with this a little bit lately um fermenting grains and and fermenting my oats and soaking oats overnight you can you can get a pot of of oats and you soak them for eight to like 24 hours in warm water in a pinch, you can use something like apple cider vinegar or lemon to ferment it, and so, or not to ferment it, but to soak it a little bit and reduce some of the phytic acid and some of the other nasty shit in there. But the best way to do it is with whey, which is made from fermenting raw milk. You can't do it with store-bought milk, with pasteurized milk. It won't work, but you can do it with raw milk. You can also, if you get a, a thing of um, whole organic yogurt and you open it up and it has that layer of liquid on the top, that's whey. You can also use that to ferment uh, oats a little bit to soak them overnight, and you can ferment grains and stuff like that too. I don't want to go into detail on this. Um, if you want to learn more, read... the fuck is the name of that book? It's by Sally Fallon. It's, she's the current owner of the Weston A. Price Foundation. She has a cookbook out, Nourishing Traditions. That's what it is. Nourishing Traditions by Sally Fallon. It's a great cookbook that has all kinds of uh, recipes for fermenting things and eating healthier. And it also has a much more distilled version of Weston A. Price's uh, findings on health and everything. Because Weston A. Price has a, a book out as well, but it's very dense. It's like reading a, a fucking textbook. And so I'd recommend Nourishing Traditions. Uh, you can also just Google Weston A. Price's work. If you haven't read about him already, I would highly recommend it. It's pretty much the foundation for healthy eating, for healthy traditional eating. As far as tracking macros go, I don't really like to track them religiously. I know some people have success tracking them religiously, and that's fine. Uh, if it works for you, then great. It takes a lot more discipline, and I think it's, it's harder that way, so it's not for everyone. Um, what I do is I track them every now and then because I just like to know where I am. And if you've never tracked your macros before, track them for a day. And, and I think you'll be amazed at what you actually eat versus what you thought you were eating. Especially if you're struggling to gain weight, do this. Get get my fitness pal or some app like that that'll scan barcodes or just read the labels and write it down yourself and track your macros for a day or a couple days and you'll be surprised. Um and then you can kind of get an idea of where you are and then of where you need to go, of how much more you need to add. And I still track every now and then just to kind of see where I am. But generally speaking, once you get on track, once you once you have an idea, I had to pause the recording. I, I had a, a strange person come into my house. They didn't even knock. They walked right into the door and started handing me some pamphlets and, and telling me about uh, about Jehovah and about about God. And I don't know who these people are, but I want them to not come to my house and not come in. They're not a welcome. So I was talking about tracking macros. Do it if you like. Track macros if you like. It might help you. If you if you need help getting on track, if you're having a hard time uh, gaining, if if what you're doing just isn't working, then track them for a little while. And it will work if you get the numbers right. If you increase it enough, if you increase your calories enough, if you increase your protein enough, you will gain. It's, it's a matter of math. You will. You can't not gain if you have your numbers right. So... That, that, that can be a way to, to break through plateaus. If you're plateauing in the gym, try putting on some weight. If your numbers aren't going up, if you're not getting stronger, put on some weight. Up your up your calories a little bit. If you're trying to gain weight, weigh yourself every morning and keep track of it. And that's, your, that's to gauge your progress. It's so you know where you are. 
you weigh yourself every morning and then you know if you're not putting on weight after a week then you got up your calories something's wrong or if you're putting on too much weight too fast and you're having some stomach issues or this or that then lower the calories a little bit because you can still gain on less and feel better and be healthier and put on less fat and you know more solid quality mass shakes are great if you are having a hard time getting enough calories in it's a lot easier to drink calories and to eat them so i i have a blender bottle one of those things one of the shaker bottles uh and i like to make a what i call a power shake every morning i do this and i put in usually three raw eggs and then uh, i fill most of it with raw milk and then i put some juice in i like cranberry juice or something like that for flavor and some olive oil and creatine and I put that all in I shake it up and that's my power shake and that's a great way it's about 650 calories or so of just fat and protein and and good shit for you so you know get some extra calories in that way magic bullets are good or a blender of some sort you can you can blend various things up there's tons of recipes online that you can find for for smoothies and for blending things and for drinking calories it's an easy way to get in extra calories easier for your body to digest because it's <laughs> it's already pretty much digested <laughs> uh so this is what i'm gonna be doing for a while my goal is to get to 190 pounds which is 88 kilograms or so my goal is to get there fairly lean you know i'm gonna have to put on some mass and i'll probably drop back down to you know 183 to 185 to lean out a little bit and then i'll just keep building that way um, my frame can support 190 very muscular that's that's the goal is to be 190 and ripped but you know i'm not going to get that in one bulk cycle i can get to 190 but not ripped and then you do that a few bulk cycles like that and you know next time i'll probably bulk up to 195 or to 200 and then 205 and then by the time i can bulk to 205 without being super fat then that's when i can probably cut down to about 190 and ripped and you know that's ideal for now this is natural you know this is this is without steroids or anything like that so of course if you're if you're on a cycle you could get a lot bigger than that but i, I think that around 190 pounds is what my frame can reasonably support as far as being heavily muscled and and very ripped but it'll take time to get there of course and and over time who knows maybe i'll get higher maybe i could get to a 200 pounds and ripped but naturally probably not <laughs> realistically speaking i could get to 200 pounds no problem but but not at not at a very low body fat percentage so that's my goal uh if you guys are bulking good luck hope some of this helps you i'm going into my summer bulking which is fucking stupid uh, don't do that, you know, <laughs> if you want to look good for, for summer, if you're going to be on the beach chasing chicks or whatever, don't, don't do that. You want to be a little bit more shredded. Uh, but you know, I'm dumb and I'm always bulking and I'm always trying to get bigger. And this is when I decided to do it. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go into summer. I'm going to walk the beaches like a, a fucking behemoth. I'm going to tack on some mass and I'm going to mog nerds on the beach with my mass until next time. Have a good day.